Have you ever wondered what the top 1% of any industry, athlete, organization do to go from being seen as excellent in a respective industry to be seen outstanding, what Tony Robbins calls the 1% difference? Declassified will bring you these leaders, and we'll break down and share the key strategies they did and still do to stay at the top of their respective industries and lives. Good morning. Welcome to Dave Sanderson, Declassified. And I am really excited to have a friend of mine, Michael Angelo Caruso, on with me. Michael Angelo Caruso is an internationally recognized author and speaker. He's the founder of Edison House, a Michigan-based communications consulting company. Michael teaches presentation skills, drawing on his unique background in the technology sector and the entertainment business. Welcome to Dave Sanderson Declassified, Michael. Hey, Dave. Nice to see you. It's nice to see you, too, and I'm extremely happy that you're on there because I want to find out What's the best tip for being funny in a story? Well, everybody wants to be funny. It's an interesting thing, and there's no very few of us are. It reminds me of that scene in Mr. Holland's opus where uh, the conductor's trying to teach the football player how to play an instrument, but he has no sense of rhythm. So the conductor's beating the guy on the head or tapping the guy on the head with a mallet. He's wearing a helmet. And uh, it's an interesting question whether or not somebody has actually innate musical talent or can learn it. And the same thing is true, is for, being, uh, is true for being funny. Yeah, are people naturally funny or can you actually learn the craft? Well, I can tell you I have friends that are never going to be funny. <laughs> so I, I kind of weigh on the fact that you, you either have this timing and you have the, you have the calibration for it or you don't. Uh, uh, but there are things that you can do to be funnier when you're speaking to people. And I'll, I'm happy to share a couple of those tips with you right now. Uh, the first tip is almost counterintuitive. I recommend that you never, ever tell a joke in front of an audience. There are problems with announcing that you're telling a joke, not the least of which is it better be funny. And if you're not a professional comedian, there's a chance that it won't be funny. If you're not funny, people will fake laugh. And that sets up an artificial relationship. Now you have to deal with that. So it's better to tell a, a fun story versus a funny joke. So I can introduce the same bit by saying, uh, I want to tell you a fun story, right? Now you're in the mood. And if I have that joke-telling panache that we referenced earlier, I will somehow get you to laugh. I'll somehow rope you in and get you you connected with me. Then if you choose to laugh at the end of my fun story, that would be up to you. So that's the first thing. I never announced that I'm going to be telling a joke. Um, I think that... um, If you study uh, comedy, and I read an article one time uh, where they were having a bunch of uh, comedians, local comedians in Detroit, talk about what what is funny. And uh, if I synthesize the lesson down, it goes something like this. To be funny, you take people down a path, and and when they're on that path, uh, you, um, you make a sudden left, and then you make another sudden left. So the idea is you, you, you take people where they think they're going and then you change the path quickly, right? And also that things are done in threes. So if you're telling a joke about three Eskimos that walk into a 7-Eleven, the third one's always the funniest. So these are kind of the uh, rules that we just don't break in, in comedy. You're working with threes, you're setting up a motif, and you're making a little unexpected move, right? That's what audiences seem to find funny. I've developed a reputation for doing something called speaking in the round, which means I spend a lot of my time as a public speaker, not at the podium, not on the platform, but actually in the audience. In the round is an old Greek theater term. And because I'm involving the audience, 
it introduces a lot of variables, some of which are uh, would blow the tops of the heads off of most speakers. But audience members can be funny, too. And that moment, that, uh, uh, that sense of working without a net is not only uh, fun, it's funny on a lot of occasions. So this is the idea that you'd be introducing variable and that you can think on your feet and that you can roll with it. A lot of times when you see people speak, the funniest thing that happens is something that was an accident. They, they mispronounced a word or they accidentally spilled water on themselves and then the audience erupts. So that's interesting, isn't it, that, that the thing that was unpredictable, the thing that you hadn't planned, the thing that was most natural was somehow the thing that let everybody relax and actually enjoy it. I tell a story often, uh, and I, by way of demonstration, I'll tell you something that gets a good laugh for me. Um, comedians, by the way, they, they number the laugh, right? A laugh can be a 10 or an 8 or a 7 or a 3. And this laugh is a 7 for me in 49 states of the union. <laughs> I talk about the story that I went, at the time I went rock climbing at Joshua Tree National Park. And uh, we talked about the fact that I'd never been climbing before. And I set up, set up the joke. It's always a setup. It's called a set and a turn. The set is the setup. And the turn is the funny part, right? Why did the chicken cross the road is the set. The turn is to get to the other side. So when you tell a story or a joke, it's a little bit more involved. The set is a few sentences or, or creating the scenario. So I'm at Joshua Tree National Park. It's supposed to be the easiest place to climb rocks, everybody tells me. <laughs> and uh, I start to climb this 100-foot face, and I'm using something called the belay system. The belay system is supposed to be safe because you've got, you're in a harness, and you're tied. the rope goes up to the top of the rock face, and it's tied off up there. I tell the audience to something called the BFR, and then I hesitate. And what do you think the audience does when I say BFR and hesitate? They snicker, and they sniggle, and they, they don't know what to make of BFR. And then I hesitate and I say, it's a, it's a sophisticated climbing term. The climbers call it a BFR. It's a big rock. And so by hesitating and leaving out the F, the audience fills it in for themselves and they immediately get with the program. They understand that the story is interactive. They understand that uh, uh, th th this, is not, this is a fairly sophisticated humor where you have to apply yourself a little bit. And all this works to keep them engaged and keep them interested in the story. And of course, because they're interested and because they've snickered a couple times before it gets to the end, when I get to the end, there's a round of applause or some sort of a, an eruption from the audience, which was the whole goal, right? To have some sort of climax to this funny, fun story. And those are some of the fundamentals to being funny when speaking. Wow, Michael, thank you for sharing some of those strategies on how to be funny. I, uh, people can take away right now to impact their talks that much more effectively. And if you'd like to get a hold of Michael, please, uh, you can go on LinkedIn and check him out at Michael Angel Caruso and or Facebook at the same name, Michael Angel Caruso. Michael, thank you so much for being with me today on Dave Sanderson Declassified. As my gift to you, if you would text 797979 and put the word brace the number four impact in, I will send to you as a free gift. My first video of my new course called Overcoming Adversity in Challenging Times. This is my gift to you. And until tomorrow, this is Dave Sanderson Declassified. Make all the moments in your life matter.